Good Friday to you. The rain has started to fall. The wind has certainly kicked up, and maybe, just maybe, it'll blow all the leaves out of my yard. That would be a great thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Bill Michael Show, hour number two. Good to have you. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up a little bit later on, you can. Right now, we're going to talk some Packers-Lions coming up this weekend. Over at Ford Field, both teams ailing tremendously. Joining us now on the hotline is our buddy uh, Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions. Dan, I- I'll tell you this. I really thought this team was going to do some damage. They were going to be closing in on 500. They were kind of uh, coming out of hard knocks. Kind of a kind of a darling media-wise, I guess, and, and sentimentality. What has gone so horrifically wrong to this team? Well, I mean, defense has been the biggest part of it, and uh, they just haven't stopped anybody. And if you look at the first four weeks of the season, they led the NFL in scoring, but uh, they couldn't get critical stops at critical times. Their defense has been a problem all year. They're at the bottom of the league in most major defensive statistics. And um, if you can't stop anybody, it puts all the pressure on your offense to be almost perfect, and that's been very difficult for them. They've been good at times. They've hit droughts at times. So it's really been a case where the offense has played well a significant amount of the time, and the defense during those times has been bad. And then you get a good defensive game like that against Dallas, and the offense couldn't do anything. So it's just been one thing or the other. And, look, I don't think anybody was under the illusion that this team was going to you know, win 11 games this year or anything like that. But to your point, I think people thought that it would take a step, and there's still certainly time to do that. But through seven weeks and seven games, I should say, it's it's certainly been disappointing. How much, uh, how big of a loss is it to lose your tight end, T.J. Hawkinson? Well, it's a loss. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's, he's a weapon on this team, and, and they have injuries at wide receivers, so it probably even makes it, more significant that you've lost him right now. But I think it goes to the long-term plan, and it goes to the fact that they weren't going to pay him, you know, $14, million, $15, million, $17 million, which is the going rate for, you know, those top-end tight ends. And I think that that was the thinking behind making that move. And, and it wasn't really a shock around here because as they approached the trade deadline, the name that was mentioned most often by far, was T.J. Hawkinson, really just for that reason. Um, and, and, look, I don't, I don't think, as I said, it was a shock, but it does kind of smack you that this rebuild just goes on and on, and this is part of that. And I think that's probably the biggest thing people took out of it was like, man, it's, it's just, you know, this is another couple years where you're collecting draft picks and trying to draft young players, and you're just not, you're not coming out of the other side of the tunnel yet. That was going to be my next question. So I, I guess when do you expect to come out of the other side of the tunnel? I mean, is it just a matter of, I mean, do you feel like you're close, like you have cornerstones in place? You know, I, I think you look at this offense and you say it's pretty good um, when they're healthy, and they're really not all that healthy right now. But I think the question still remains, is Jared Goff the quarterback? And I think most people – are beginning to think that there's probably a young quarterback in this team's future. So that really clouds the ability to answer when you're going to come out of the rebuild because you got to find him, you got to get him ready to play, then he's got to go through his mistakes and get to the point where he can be productive in this league if everything goes well. So I think that becomes problematic to answer that question because 
the most important position on the field is still very much a question. And then defensively, they're just not good. And you need some guys to either develop or you're going to have to replace those guys. So it's a hard question to answer. Do I see some guys that I think can be cornerstones? Sure. But at the same time, you've got to have other pieces. The offensive line's really good, and it should be together for a while. Amon Ross St. Brown's really good. He should be here for a while. You hope that Aiden Hutchinson continues to develop. He should be here for a while. So, I mean, there's some pieces, but I think some of the guys that I had hoped to be able to put in that conversation this year maybe haven't taken the step this season that you thought they might. Um, Outside looking in, you tell me what you think uh, of where the Packers are right now. Well, I think when you saw their receiving core depleted, you figured that might be an issue, and it appears that it has, just looking at some of the offensive statistics. Um, But defensively, still really good. I mean, there are times where I watch the Packers and Rodgers, and again, this is way outside looking in. Rodgers doesn't always look as engaged as I think he has in the past. Um, Just reading his body language at times, it looks like, you know, he feels some of the things that he doesn't have right now. But, you know, you and I have talked many, many times. I have as much respect for him as I have for any player in the league. I think he is amazing. And he has, you know, kicked us in the shins so many times I can't even count. And I think he's going to come in here on Sunday and he's looking at a secondary that is struggling. And this is a great chance for him to get whoever's out there playing with him back on track. And, the Lions, for them, they're going to have to play the best game they've played this year to, to stop a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But, um, look, you've still got a defense with Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary and Smith and, and Alexander. I mean, this is still the, a defense that is, you know, really good, second in the NFL and third down. And, and, you know, we can't get off the field defensively. I mean, we've got a game without forcing a punt. We went 22 possessions at home without forcing a punt. So, you know, I can look at you and say, here's what I see, but I don't have much time to do that because I'm looking back at what's happening here and saying there's a lot of issues this team has to deal with. But, you know, I think overall I look at Green Bay. Did I expect them to be three and five? No, I certainly did not. I did not expect them to come in here losing four in a row. But at the same time, I certainly think they're capable with that quarterback and that defense and Aaron Jones of getting back on track and winning some games here and being relevant. Were you surprised the Packers didn't make a move? And the only reason I ask that is because, you know, many said, well, I think they have more holes to fill. You don't want to give up draft choices and such. And I keep saying, look, the window on Rodgers is the next two, maybe three years. That's it. So why would you not go all in and try to make everything out of every year you possibly have him? Because, you know, the end is coming down the tracks now. That would be my answer. If somebody is saying there's so many holes you can't fill them, then what are you doing with Aaron Rodgers? Um, and look, it's I'm not here to criticize the Packers franchise or anything like right, that. Right. Like I said, we got our own issues. But no, I, I, I think that's fair. I mean, as long as you have him, you have to be thinking about postseason playoffs and an ability to, you know, win a Super Bowl, whatever. I mean, anytime you have Aaron Rodgers to start a season, that's that's got to be a possibility. And I do think your defense is really good. So if you could have done something or some things 
to maybe give him a little help on that offense, then it would have made sense to me to, to try to do that. And, and I guess from reading, they were in on a couple guys maybe and, and didn't like the price. But, um, yeah, it did surprise me a little bit just because your point exactly. Anytime you have him, you're relevant. You have a chance. And you didn't do anything to, to really help him out. And I, I think, you know, that leaves you as vulnerable as you've been so far this season and, and doesn't change that. I um, want to go back to uh, the Lions, Dan Campbell. I mean, I know, uh, you know, the, all the time, everything I read is guys just love this guy. Is is his job in jeopardy if they don't kind of pull out of this tailspin? Well, the owner came out last week and said she is behind this group. She believes in the GM. She believes in the head coach. And she's frustrated. Uh, but she still believes in the plan that they have and is moving forward with that plan. So, um, is he in trouble? Look, they're one and six. I don't know where this season's going. I don't think you want to come in at one and 16. I don't think you want to come in at two and 15. I don't think you want to come in at three and 14. They're going to win some games. And if you don't, I don't know the answer to the question, but I think everything's on the table. If you have that kind of season. So look, he, I, I love the guy. I think he's great for the city, great for the franchise. The locker room loves him, but it's a bottom-line business. And you have to win some games. And they haven't. And, you know, some of the things they've done have not been indicative of good coaching. That's why you had a secondary coach that was fired on Monday. And that's got to change. And um, it, it just – you, you you are what your record says you are, and then there's the visual part of it as well, the eye test. And they haven't passed the eye test a lot of times this year. So, look, I think when you're losing, nobody's safe. Do I think the odds are significant he gets a third year? Yeah, I do. But it would be in everybody's best interest to win some games here over the last uh, 10 games of the season. Excitement rang supreme during the draft, and you pick up Aiden Hutchinson. Give me your uh, thoughts on how he's progressed throughout the season. You know, he's looked like a rookie, um, and, and I think a really good comp for him is Rashawn Gary. I mean, Rashawn Gary did not light the league on fire when he came in, but he sure looks good right now, and he's figuring things out. And, you know, it's not easy to be an edge rusher in this league where you go from college where you're just better than everybody to coming in here and – Every tackle you face is pretty darn good. And the 265-pound tight ends can block you as well. So I think Aiden has had moments where he's looked terrific. He's had moments where he's looked confused. But what you like about Aiden is he checks every box in terms of what you'd look for in a young player that has to put in the work to get better. And I think we've seen that. They've changed some of what he's done. They've gone from a three-point stance to a two-point stance. I think that's helped him. Um, and, and I think that he is improving as the season goes on, but there's a lot to learn there. And I, I think he's going to be a heck of a player in this league. It just doesn't happen the second you hit the ground running in the NFL. And I think that's what you're seeing right now with him. With the offense that does have the ability to score, as you discussed a little bit earlier, um, you know, I wonder because the Packers, even though they're good on third down, they've still been giving up points specifically in the second half of ball games, and their offense hasn't really been able to consistently get over 20 points per game all season long. I don't know whether to expect a high-scoring affair because the defenses are giving it up. I don't know whether to expect a 17-10 to 10 game. Well, anything specific you're kind of expecting out of this contest? Uh, 
man, we're so inconsistent, it's hard to say. I mean, look, we went eight quarters without scoring a touchdown. Then we scored 27 points in the first half against Miami and didn't score in the second half. So if you can figure that out, let me know because I, I, I'd appreciate the insight. <laughs> um, I, look, we're capable of putting up points, and we're certainly capable of giving up a lot of points. Um, they're beat up at wide receiver right now. DJ Chark has been out. Uh, they've they've got Josh Reynolds, who has missed time this week. Uh, they just traded TJ Hawkinson. DeAndre Swift isn't particularly healthy. So those things add up to it being more challenging putting points on the board offensively. But, you know, you just get the sense, too, that, that at some point, and this is just the way this league works, this team's going to play a game and they're going to beat and I don't know when that's going to be, but it's just the way that it goes in this league. You don't, you know, you, you put a Sunday together offensively, defensively, they both show up and you go out there and you play. Will that be this weekend? I don't know. I mean, they've had opportunities. They very easily could have gone down to Dallas and beaten them. They're, they're sitting on a one score game in the fourth quarter with the ball at the one yard line to take the lead and fumble. Um, so it's been that kind of year where crazy things have happened and the, and it's, you know, things have gone against them, and then they've been their own worst enemies at times. So it's a long way of saying I can't predict what this team is going to do week to week, but I got a feeling unless this defense looks markedly different than it has, Aaron Rodgers is going to score some points. So if you want to stay in this game, you're going to have to score some points. So there, there's, there really hasn't been much other than the Dallas game that has told us that they can take – an elite quarterback like Rodgers and hold him down. Um, look, changing coaching staff this week, does that change the way the defense plays? It's only a couple days, but there's the mental gymnastics of that going on too. Does that change some things? We're going to find out together on Sunday. But to this point, if you ask me just based on what I've seen, uh, Green Bay's going to score, so Detroit's going to need to score to keep up with them. Dan, always great to talk to you, man. I appreciate your time, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, pal. There you go. That's Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, joining us for a couple of minutes. And he's he's about as optimistic as we are. He's like, everybody's going to score points, or at least they should. And if they don't, it wouldn't surprise us. I have no idea. And that's kind of the way we're all going into this contest coming up on Sunday. So, uh, But I appreciate his time. Good insight over there regarding uh, Detroit and obviously an outside look into. And he, he said the same thing. Yeah. If you're not going to go for it, then why'd you pay Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> there you have it. It's basically what it boils down to. Hey, our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort, listen up, guys and girls. Here's the reason why. We know that uh, the hunters are going to be getting out there relatively soon, right? Widow's Weekend, as they call it. Friday, November 18th, Saturday, November 19th. Girls, listen up. Guys, if you want to send your wife off to do something nice, too, here you go. Okay, they got the Widow's Weekend at the Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin, where on Friday night you got dinner, you've got a mega pampered chef party, uh, by the way, going on. Saturday the 19th, you got mimosas and massages and makeovers. And then uh, you got to pre-register for all of this, uh, of course. But they got all of it going on at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Guys are going hunting and doing their things, football and whatever. This would be a great pre-Christmas gift 
for the uh, for the woman in your life or girls if you're listening and want to go with a bunch of bunch of friends go do this it's a complete women's takeover over at the four seasons island resort the widow's weekend coming up uh friday november 18th saturday november 19th and if you want some reservations if you want to tell them you heard it here if you want to get 15 percent off right now go to the four seasons wisconsin.com the four seasons wisconsin.com or just get a hold of our girl barb B-A-R-B, Barb at the Four Seasons, Wisconsin.com. Barb, B-A-R-B at the Four Seasons, Wisconsin.com, or call her 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. They have sip and dip going on. They got canvas painting coming up. They have so many different things happening. But get a hold of our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. yesterday had a great time at a quick trip the uh, the city that is that is quick trip in lacrosse wisconsin and don't forget they have the opening drive contest going on uh right now at quick trip stop in use your quick rewards card type it in you're good to go and um you can get uh you can be one of the lucky winners that during the opening drive you can get a ten dollar gift card for every yard garnered by the green bay packers which is fantastic but it was interesting because yesterday uh, I had drove there on uh, Wednesday night after I got off the air, and I stopped into Quick Trip. And I I do every day almost. And today I did not. But I almost every day I, I use Quick Trip for whatever reason. And whether it's gas or, you know, I went in and got some lottery tickets. I think we're all hoping for the $1.2 million, which is, a, what, a payout of close to $900 million. I don't even know what I would do with all that money. But... Uh, but regardless, I, I stopped in a quick trip, and, and there was a gentleman there, and I had picked up one of the uh, the rib sandwiches. And I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. I had a rib sandwich and a yogurt, which really is kind of counterproductive. And he had kind of recognized me and said hello, and we were just talking a little bit in line. And he listens every day. He's in lacrosse. And uh, so he sends me a picture and says, this is what I do at quick trip. And it's got a picture of him sitting in the back of the quick trip. And I don't know which one it is over in the little cross area, but he's sitting in the back of the quick trip at one of the chairs. And he's doing the scratch-off games, and he's got a beer. He bought a beer at quick trip, went to the back of the, the store, had the beer sitting there. I don't know if it was open or not. Couldn't tell. But he's doing the scratch-offs. So I, it got me thinking, you know, we do so much with so many of our sponsors. Uh, you can shoot me an email, but I'd prefer it if you uh, either shot it to me via uh, Facebook, Instagram, or over on Twitter, and uh, and uh, you know if you use one of our sponsors or Quick Trip or whatever, shoot shoot us a picture, shoot us a picture. We're going to figure something out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start putting all these names into a uh, like a hopper for all the stuff that you know we do and we support. And uh, I was sitting there yesterday with some of the social media teams from uh, from Quick Trip, and they do a lot of that contest stuff too. But it got me thinking about some of the stuff that we could do for people because so many people interact with us on a daily basis that maybe you, you shoot us a picture or something of you doing something, whether it's a quick trip or whether it's a water softening system or you're buying a bottle of Forgotten Fire wine or go at one of our one of our sponsors at a bar, restaurant, whatever. 
Maybe we do that. Maybe we, you know, and then we do that for like once a quarter. We put all the names. We every day we get the names. We write it down when you send us a picture, and then we call your name out on the air. And then you know you get a hold of us, and uh, we'll give you something. We'll give you some kind of a cool prize package. I think we should do that. Uh, whether it's shirts, hats, an experience, tickets, whatever it happens, whatever whatever is in the proverbial prize vault, we should uh, we should give away. I think we should do that. I think it's kind of cool. So we'll, we'll we'll put that some more of that together. But I think I'm going to start taking names, so to speak. But it was it was really cool. And, and thanks to, I, and I believe his name was John. So I John, I appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free to give us a, a shout. Uh, by the way, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Matt LaFleur today, but uh, he said that uh, both David Bakhtari and Elton Jenkins will practice today, which he called that, quote, a good sign. But as we all know, doesn't really mean anything because – game day they could wake up say they don't feel it and then not play uh <laughs> trent sends me sends me the uh, the picture uh from uh christmas story that says fragile <laughs> yeah right now it is and it's more bakhtiari obviously than it is elton jenkins elton jenkins he recovered in what nine months time from a torn acl Jen- you know david bakhtiari has been on and off now for going on what two years and 10 months or a year and 10 months i guess um dennis says as lafleur continues to choose friends over championships this ship will continue to sink supporting the totally incompetent joe barry is uh, idiotic and has been the cause of, of loss of respect for many players because lafleur made no tangible changes to turn things around i fear the lions are going to beat them uh dennis Okay, I'm going to get real close here because I'm looking at the camera. Dennis is watching. Between you and me, Dennis, I picked the Lions. I picked the Lions against the spread, the three and a half. I think it's going to be a close game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you and I, come Monday, are sitting there eating crow going, you know what? Yeah, we were wrong. Packers put it all together. I hope that's what happens. But looking at reality... Uh, I'm I'm crossing my fingers, man, but I'm picking the Lions. Lions can score, even though their offense has been somewhat, you know, kind of on again, off again. Lions can score. And the Packers have not been able to do it on a consistent basis. So, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Find us. Lo- love to hear from you. Um, This one's from Kit. Kit says... Uh, hey, Bill, listening here in the UP, uh, I've been down to Peshigo. Oh, been down to Peshigo, by the way. Love Forgotten Fire Winery. But the biggest question is, will Aaron Rodgers begin to throw the ball at will around to anybody that's open rather than just always focusing on the receiver he feels has the best matchup? Uh, no. You would like to think. I, as a matter of fact, it was funny because I was watching that on uh, – on, uh, on on get up the other morning yesterday it, I think it was yesterday no no uh, not yesterday two days ago and they were talking about you know Rodgers has the propensity to fall, and we know that but with this offense being the way it is and or lack thereof that you necessarily can't but one of the reasons he does 
focus on the matchup. One is that's the best available matchup. Two is the offensive line hasn't been good. He doesn't have a lot of time to go through two and three reads. You know, it's like one, two, bang, back to the one. That's it. He hasn't had the time, the consistent time, I might add, the consistent time to be able to uh, to go through his reads because the rush has been in his face so damn quick, which is part of the reason you understand why they've been in shotgun so much. Because they're just trying to 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 give him a, an extra second, but it just it's it's almost counterintuitive to be honest with you for what they have. Um, Brad says replying to Daniel, Dennis agreed totally because everybody sees it, but ones who need to don't. They just don't care. Uh, Chuck says if the Lions win, I wouldn't be surprised. Heck no, and if the Packers win. I think it's going to be a close game at best. Gregory hits me up and he says, 17-14, Packers lose. They just can't score points. Uh, Matt LaFleur will not commit to the run. They did it pretty well against the Buffalo Bills, the number one pass rushing and rushing, or he meant to say rushing defense in the league, but I think I I get what you mean. Number one rushing defense in the league. Uh, He said they looked good but didn't look great. They did just enough to make it close and give us a little bit of hope. And don't forget, the Buffalo Bills took their foot off the gas. I I don't necessarily think they took the foot off the gas because they were trying to deliver the knockout blow. I I don't buy that they just all of a sudden said, ah, let's just do do a few things. And, you know, I don't believe that. I just don't. Uh, Maybe you do, but I, I I just don't. I don't believe that. I believe that they... We're trying to deliver the knockout blow, and they weren't able to do it. Um, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get more into the phone calls. 877-867-1670. Like I said, we're also going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here shortly as well. 877-867-1670. Find us. We'd love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Appreciate John Atley and his staff being a part of the program. Good sponsors. Uh, and I, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I did a uh, sales seminar. Uh, one of the people that were there say, hey, I now they didn't get it from the water doctors, but they called the water doctors for the Connecticut water softening system. They got them in touch with their local dealer there, which it all worked out. And he said to me, and I quote, love it. You were right. Sometimes I'm not always right because I'm kind of a moron, and we all know that. But every now and then I can tell you about something. I can go, this is really good. You might want to try this. And he did. He's been happy with it, loves it. Call John, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, or go to H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's the water doctors. Give them a shout. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Real estate is getting difficult right now because the rates are jumping and uh, people, the housing market's slowing down. She can help you get out of or buy a new home. And uh, looking at the uh, the uh, new law that's going to be passed down in Illinois, I would assume there's going to be an influx of people trying to get the hell out of Illinois after the first of the year. But you can follow her over on Facebook. You can email her. Lisa Moves WI. Uh, at gmail.com lisa moves wi at gmail.com or just give her a call 
6798. They got a team of experts uh, that she works with, and they can get you a one percent closing cost right now, a credit up to three grand. And if you get uh, some free mortgage refinancing along the way on loans that are closed to this year, so. A lot of good stuff going on there if you decide that you want to make that move because they don't believe that the interest rates are going to stay high for long. So refi now and uh, get yourself some cash or what have you and then uh, kind of go from there. Kind of go from there. Good stuff. Uh, By the way, uh, thanks to Marty. Marty says, uh, hey, what are you wearing today? Uh, Not that you're just staring at me, Marty, but I was uh, yesterday when I was in La Crosse, uh, there is a cigar lounge called the Briar Patch. And... uh, I was meeting, I did a sales seminar after uh, we left the Quick Trip uh, facility yesterday over at WKTY and the Midwest Family Broadcasting uh, Studios, went over there and sat down with the sales team and we were doing some things, um, you know, promotionally, uh, so to speak, to promote sales in the business. Uh, and then afterwards they said, hey, we're going to stop over to a place called the Briar Patch. They would love to have you. Now, I've known of the Briar Patch. I've stopped in there a couple of times because you know I'm a cigar enthusiast, right? But I, uh, they got some cool hats. Uh, this is leather. I, mean, I don't think you can see it real well, but it's leather. The leather patching and stuff on the hats, which is pretty nice. And then they had shirts that look good and fit good. And I love micro, uh, the microfiber shirts. So they had, a, they had them sitting there. So I grabbed me a couple of those. But thanks to the gang uh, over at the Briar Patch, man. Love that place. Uh, every time I'm in lacrosse, I stop there. They should be a sponsor. I'm there all the time. Might, might as well be, you know. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, do it. This is from Nate. Nate says, uh, unit, no way the Packers beat the Detroit Lions. They don't have the scoring capability. This team is so inept right now. It isn't funny. The only thing they have is an up-and-coming Romeo Dobbs. They've got a good tandem at running back, but they've got a coach who refuses to use them and a Packers quarterback who does not like motion. There's no way that's a recipe for success. They will lose by four. That's from Nate. Nate I hope you're wrong. <laughs> just just an FYI, I hope you're wrong. I really do. Um, who's this one from? The, oh, uh, this is from Josh. Josh, uh, By the way, Josh is a Lions fan. He said, as bad as we suck, this is one of those years where I feel, feel we're going to get at least one from the Packers. This might be it. Yeah. Josh, I hate, hate to say it, but you might be feeling it as well. Gary says, let's talk about the uh, the insanity of Kyrie Irving. On one hand, um, Gary, Kyrie Irving, with his mentality, doesn't really deserve our attention. On the other hand, to me, it was more about the lack of reaction from the Brooklyn Nets, the lack of reaction from the NBA, because for whatever reason, Kyrie has been a leave him alone or he'll get angry and whiny and cry type of guy. And he has no problem sitting out and, and such. But the outcry became so loud that the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets could no longer avoid it. And their inability to react and really stop this. They were so loud in talking about inclusion and change and and all of it, social justice, and then became complete hypocrites when Kyrie Irving started tweeting. It, it just, it's mind-boggling to me. It was 
everybody on the outside screaming about what he did. It took somebody, and I don't know who it was, but bought the front row of tickets uh, to have numerous people sitting in all similar T-shirts to send a message to the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving, of which he then downplayed. It just, it is very disenchanting, to say the very least. So Kyrie Irving, like I said, on one hand, it's something to discuss because it's not about inclusion of one, it's about inclusion of all. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite. And it is about a guy who just feels he's above the fray. And he's put himself there. Nobody has placed him there. And he has, for a long time, and not just in this particular case, but just done stupid things. And I I don't have a lot of... <laughs> I don't have a lot of compassion for Kyrie Irving. Never have, never will. Never have, never will. As a player, he's incredibly talented. He's also incredibly selfish. Has been for a long time. That's about as far as I go on... Kyrie Irving. Uh, the Nicholas Bowling Show says, I actually miss Ted Thompson. He was actually good at drafting. Do you agree? Um, Ted, Yeah, Ted had his moments. Don't get me wrong. What Ted did early on, okay? Um, what Ted did early on, okay, let, let's, let's, let's think about this for a minute, okay? Because what Ted did was he picked up Aaron Rodgers. He picked up Nick Collins. He knew he needed a secondary. And he also knew he needed more weapons. So remember, he got Brady Papinga and Junius Costin, and, and he took a shot, you know. But his first couple of – and remember, that year, what do you have, like 11 or 12 picks? His first year of 2005, he had Will Whitaker. Um, God. Marvio Underwood was another one, right? So his first year was really good. His second year, he thought, you know, here we go. We need uh, guys up the middle, Right. So you took the natural. That was A.J. Hawk. And had A.J. Hawk been the fifth overall pick, A.J. Hawk would have had this, been a second or a third round draft choice. He'd have been looked at as just a tremendous Green Bay Packer for the durability and the longevity and what he did and what he had. He just came with a lot of pressure because he was fifth overall. But they went out and got him. They picked up Darren College, picked up Greg Jennings, remember. Uh, Jason Spitz was formidable. There was Will Blackman. Uh, Tony Maul, Johnny Jolly. I mean, he just started saying, okay, we're going to go with, at that time, best available. Some guys panned out, some guys didn't. Johnny Jolly was a force. He just got into trouble. You know, but there was Tony Maul, who was a good backup. Uh, there was uh, Darren College, who was a starter on the offensive line for quite some time. Jason Spitz, who was a guard, who was a starter and, and, and good backup for a while. Then he started, and, and then they were kind of building something, right? They started to, you know, see these guys come to fruition. Picked up Mason Crosby the next year. But the next year is when he started to go, oh, I'm a little smarter than the average bear, right? I'm going to take Justin Harrell. And we all went, what? Now, by the time he got off the stage inside the atrium for draft day for the party, Everybody was convinced Justin Harrell was the next coming of Reggie White. He never turned out to be, obviously, but he did get James Jones in that draft. Alan Barber was a, a tackle, and 
you know, David Clowney was, you know, bad wide receiver and Corey Hall and such. And Desmond Bishop, you talk about a guy that, you know, Brad Jones looked like Tarzan, played like Jane, came out a year later. But you start to go past that. Then he took Jordy Nelson. Then he took Jermichael Finley. Then he took Josh Sitton. Got the mat, the backup, Matt Flynn, you know? So then he, gra- then he got B.J. Raji. Then he got Clay Matthews. Then he got T.J. Lang the following year. And then everything came to fruition. Brian Balaga was picked up in 2010. Morgan Burnett was there. C.J. Wilson was there. James Starks, the running back, was there. And everything came. And then Mark Tauscher got hurt. Balaga slipped right in as a rookie, took over. They ended up winning a championship, right? Then the next year, Derek Sherrod, he might have been something had he not broken his leg in in such an ugly fashion, but Derek Sherrod, Randall Cobb. uh, But after that, it was not that great. In 2011, it was Randall Cobb and Derek Sherrod. Then it was Alex Green, was it uh, DJ, DJ, um, not Wilson, Williams, Devon House, you know. The year after that was what? The, was that the Jarrell Worthy, Nick Perry year? I think it was Jarrell Worthy, Nick Perry, Casey Hayward. Mike Daniels was formidable, but he was more of a run stuffer than anything. He didn't get real deep. The year after that was Dayton Jones. Now, Eddie Lacy he picked up in that same draft in 2013, but he got Bakhtiari, J.C. Treader, uh, Micah Hyde, even though Micah Hyde was the guy that was missing in action on the two-point conversion in 2014 for the 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 point after and uh gave it basically gave it to the Seahawks and they converted and ended up tying the game up but uh but there was there was a couple of decent play but every year you got to come up with somebody right every year cuz like the next year was haha clinton dix who was a, he was good for a blip on the radar but then he had Devontae adams right richard rodgers was the tight end Corey lindsley was the center you know, he picked up a couple of guys. Then there was the people's champion in that same year, Jeff Janis, don't forget. And then after that, Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, Ty Montgomery. Um, that was that was a, for, for lack of a better term, 2015 was, other than maybe getting Ty Montgomery to be formidable, it was kind of a disastrous draft. The year after, you got Kenny Clark, Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martinez, Dean Lowry. You know, you got some guys that have stuck around. Then came Kevin King. T.J. Watt, Kevin King. Let's go with Kevin King. Josh Jones, Matravius Adams. Vince Beagle. Jamal Williams came out of that draft. Aaron Jones came out of that draft. Wasn't a total waste, but Kevin King. Can you imagine if it would have been T.J. Watt, Matravius Adams, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones coming out of that draft? That draft would look vastly different. Vastly different. But, so he wasn't bad. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Gary is listening to us in Milwaukee. He'll be first out of the shoot. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers will practice in pads today, getting ready to face the Lions in Detroit. Although Green Bay lost to the number one ranked Buffalo Bills, Sammy Watkins thinks they've improved as a team. Last week was an eye-opener for all of us. So we really a good team. Um, we can put up points. We can play with the best, arguably the best team in the NFL. And um, now is this week to go to Detroit and try to do what we did last week, but get a win and play well on both sides of the ball, um, all phases of the ball. And um, I think this is a, a, the best week to do it. Um, going to Detroit and the Lions, pretty good team, but we got to go and play our game and execute, and I think we can squeeze out a win. On offense, the Lions are scoring an average of 30 points or more per game at Ford Field, but they've lost five in a row, and they fired their secondary coach after ranking dead last in pass defense in the league. And this week, they face Aaron Rodgers, Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Well, we all know what kind of quarterback he is. You know, it's the it's the same song and dance. He's seen every look you can see. He's always three steps ahead. He's mobile. He can move in the pocket. We know the damage that can be done with him. And so certainly trying to close the pocket in on him will go a long way. And, and we got to challenge these receivers. I asked Rodgers if the Lions are any different under Dan Campbell. Uh, they play hard. You know, obviously their offense has scored a lot of points at home, too. I think they average like uh, 35 or so at home. So they've scored on everybody, too. So we're going to obviously have to come out and score some points on Sunday. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. They beat us last year in Ford Field at their place in the last game of the regular season. So, you know, you can throw the records out the window, in my opinion. I mean, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter who you play. If you don't play your best, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. To our friends over at Boondocks Barbecue, Burgers and Brews in Stonebank, Wisconsin. They got a lot of good food, a lot of good music coming up, too. So if you're looking for something uh, to do, maybe head out there. They also, on the 21st, they have a benefit uh, benefiting uh, one of their friends, uh, Jessica Schumacher, uh, and the kids. So uh, they got a silent auction that's going to be going on out there. Um, so there's. Uh, uh, they, they got a heart, too. They do a lot of good things at Boondocks. Boondocks Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews. Uh, they've obviously got uh, their opening up for the Packers games and such. You can go over there and get some breakfast. You can get some good food, get some appetizers. A uh, lot of space, a lot of televisions. So uh, check out our friends at Boondocks. Boondocks Burg- uh, Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews on uh, County Road K in Oconomowoc. And uh, tell them we said hi. Good people, good stuff. Back to the phones. Let's go to Gary listening to us in Milwaukee. Gary, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. I think people are oversimplifying our issues, just talking about us having to run the ball more, and that's going to be the end-all, be-all. You know, for me, this year has just been, um, you know, uh, leading up to it after watching uh, the Packers play the last couple years, we've really struggled offensively uh, over the last few years. I realize Rodgers' numbers have been great, but when you look at the number of points we're scoring, it just hasn't been there. I watch football all weekend. I see other team schemes. I see guys get wide open. When's the last time you've seen Aaron Rodgers throw a ball to a guy where he's got, you know, three, four, or five yards of space around him? It just hasn't happened. I think that really comes down to the lack of resources uh, we've been we've gotten on the offensive end over the last five years. Outside of um, Devontae Adams and um, 
our two running backs, could you see anybody starting at any other um, team in the NFL and, and being an impact player over the last couple of years? I just don't see it, and I think that's a lot of where this problem is. So running the ball more, getting Jones the ball more, that's not going to solve the problem. I think the problem is we just need to get better assets, and I don't see that happening this year. And, you know, Rodgers alluded to it last year when he said he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild, and I think that's, that's clearly what we're in. We just happen to have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL while we're starting to rebuild. Yeah, no, I appreciate the phone call, Gary. Thanks for hanging, man. Yeah, I um, I don't think you're in a total rebuild. I think what you're doing is you're, you're, you're for whatever reason, I and again, uh, you, you tried to retool your weaponry. Your, your defense is supposedly good on paper. It just doesn't come together. I, Like I said, there's still something just innately wrong behind the scenes, but the... Uh, the guessing of Sammy Watkins and company, it's just, it's, to this point, it's been wrong. We're at the unofficial halfway point of the season, and it's been wrong. Got a lot more coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show hitting you right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.